Is there anything we can do to ease the problem and difficulty of the ones who have passed away, especially for non-Muslims? For those who passed away, to make their, their ease upon them are good actions. The good actions reach people, the dedications and, and the, the service and charity and all of these have been the teachings for, for our, all over years. That all these, these actions we do, they dress the people whom are near and dear to us, our parents, our loved ones and those whom you pray for and include within your idah. That the idah is called a gift and everything that we do we end always with the gift because the secret is in that gift. The gift that you give to those who are in need that's like a charity that just goes to them. When you give your gift of your action to those who don't need it like the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad his Ahlul Bayt, his Ashab, his companions and the shaykhs of the tariqah, they take your action at a higher level. When Allah says, remember me and I remember you in a higher association. We describe that's this concept of a waterfall. That everything we do on our earthly plane we're continuously giving it as a gift to the heavenly souls, the purified and blessed souls and those whom are in need from our friends and relatives and people whom we've been acquainted for. As a result those blessed, blessed souls they take that prayer, they bless it from their station and then they begin to pray that God rains upon us from an immense station. So imagine you gave food, you made your salah and you said that, Ya Rabbi if you found any good in this then grant it as a gift to the soul of Sayyidina Muhammad Imagine then that salah what it became when Sayyidina Muhammad accepted that, said, thank you upon that, prayed upon that, Ya Rabbi they, they made this prayer. I'm dressing from my lights upon that and may it shower upon their souls. Because Allah loves when we're of service and when they want to serve God's creation. And this is the whole system of love and muhabbat in Divinely Presence. Allah loves that the servant is asking and Allah loves those blessed souls that are generous with what Allah has given to them. So this is a whole system of love and compassion. Then imagine your, your salah was just dressed by the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad So the idah is the secret and the key to all our actions. Those whom leave it out, they're leaving out in immense blessing, immense blessing. And that, that the tariqah is based on that, this is like a secret key for everything. Because what I do is of, you know I think of it as little value. But when I give it as a gift to Sayyidina Muhammad Arwahu Dhammai wa Sharahim wa Arwahu Mashaykhina fi tariqatul Ashbandiyata When we say the idah, we're saying that if you found any light in what we do, grant it to them, grant it to their souls, grant it to my shaykh's souls. Well that's huge because the shaykhs, they say, anytime you think of me I will send you from what Allah has given to me. So this is a, a key to the immense blessings of, of the tariqah and their system of how to teach, inshaAllah. Uh, as Shaykh Wa salaam warahmatullah What should we do if we drew an ugly scary creature in the past, should we burn it or make some… 
time something beautiful over it. You can tear it up and burn it away and then make another something more beautiful. Okay, get rid of the things that are bad and bad images from the past and all of those things try to destroy them, not to keep them and glamorize them. When Allah's satar is that He took the actions of men and women and said that, okay you come to my way, you ask for istighfar and I hid that sin and I will cover you from shame on a day that you won't understand because you'll be raised in the presence of everyone. And then people on earth they take all of those things that they ask for forgiveness for and they start showing people, oh look here, look at this picture how I was doing this, look at how I was doing like this, look how I was doing that. Since Allah didn't beat you and forgave you and as if you're challenging Him now that, here look I still have these things, look, 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 look I got away with these things. So the things and the crimes and badness of the past should have been destroyed and the bad character to be destroyed and that to be raised anew so that you don't bring out what Allah has already forgiven you for and then glamorizing it and then showing it and then that's, that's you know that would not make any logical sense to do something like that. Uh, as what does it mean when I see black human shadow in the middle of the night? It means that there are spirits in which they are of a shadow nature. So pay no attention, do your muraqabah, if it's interfering with you then try to do the meditation, play salawats within the house, make sure the house has taweez. There are many creations all around. So once the person becomes a little bit more subtle in their energy and in their practices, these different types of creation become more visible because you become more aware of things around. And they can be also different entities that you can't see the color of what they are but you see them as a shadow. So many, many things are happening. The main thing is that if you're being attacked that you have your taweez, your wudu, your spiritual practices, your, your, your reciting and building your energy to push something like that away. And if they're not attacking then these are the energies that live within the home and, and not to worry about those things, inshaAllah. As Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah. If we're struggling with a powerful inner demonic force and still falling victim to it, even if we're doing all of the standard practices, what can we do to have victory? Strong demonic force. Yeah, inshaAllah email help me at nurmuhammad.com and that again that you're doing your, your meditation, you're doing your muraqabah, you give your charity, you're trying to be of service. You do the things necessary to grant the, the nazar of the shaykhs and the nazar of Sayyidina Muhammad and that's why this is a whole package and we've described that before, before that you do the good deeds so that they're looking, their arwah, their soul is looking. You do the meditation so that you're connecting, same. That when you're meditating, meditating you're making yourself magnetic to them 
to bring their charge. At the same time then they're looking that you do all the good actions and good character and, and trying to build yourself and be of service, then that brings even more fires, more emanations with this magnetic charge. Did you put all the ta'weezes up that are necessary for this spiritual path? And when you do all of that and you say that there's still a very strong demonic force then you're, you're, you have something that you've brought with you from a very bad time, you're wearing something from a bad time, you, you've brought something in that seems to be sort of inside of this whole process. So we've described before one time we've got taweez and many du'as, many du'as, many du'as and about two years later, I do Reiki by the way. So after two years you said that? After two years of asking for taweezes and how to do this and how to get energy, how to get du'a, how to do this and after two years admitting that, oh I do Reiki, so it didn't occur to you two years ago to say that? So that we because people probably want to continue things and, and hide it. So why would you, why would you mix tariqa stuff with other things and other cultures and other summonsing other creatures? So it depends you know when somebody says, oh I have this Buddha, I have this uh, uh, shaman item from the, the jungles of Peru and I've always kept it with me. Mm. So what the heck would you be doing that and, and then trying to do these things? So you have to be sort of truthful and honest with yourself, make sure that you have purged yourself of all those demonic tokens and items and, and practices and that you're wholly sort of committed to building your energy and purifying yourself and nothing else upon yourself. And I, I, after all that then I, I'd be hard to imagine that the, the demon is able to stay around with all of these emanations and lights and all of these practices. So there must be a hole in which something is running through, right? So when you have your house you have rats and something saying, well my rats are everywhere then the exterminator comes and says, you know, patch up all these holes. So you literally have to patch up everything in your life and see well, where, where is that coming, where is this, this shaitan able to enter from? So once you go through all of that inshaAllah then there should be no, no attack like that, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum wa Rahmatullahi Dear Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullah How can you tell if your magnetic energy is getting stronger? You feel the fires of the shaykh, you feel the emanation and the energy and the light that comes upon your, your soul. So when you do your zikr, you do your practices, it's all energy, it's not vision. Don't, don't we said don't hallucinate with visions. So it's nothing based on vision, it's all based on what you feel. Immediately heat up, your body heats up, you feel energies coming as if you put your hand into an electrical outlet. But don't do that please. This is heavenly energy, if you put your finger near the wall you're electrocute yourself. So no, but you know when you're lit because the energy comes and the energy gets stronger and stronger and stronger inshaAllah. As-salamu alaykum Sayyidi What is the importance of Salatul Wudu? Salatul Wudu, inshaAllah we have the whole, we have a whole section on, on the wudu and the energy and, and how to make Salatul Wudu and to, to pray immediately after you make your wudu and that has to do with the section on Nur Muhammad. You know we have a whole sort of uh, 
a reference website with thousands of pages of, of articles is that you go to nurmuhammad.com and in the search you put in wudu and secrets of wudu or reality of wudu and it goes into the whole understanding of the reality of water and the internal water that you have and how to make wudu inside. And then the wudu outside. The wudu inside is more important, as, as important and if not more than the wudu outside but it means that you can't negate the outside. Those whom are firm in their washing of their outside is one reality but they think they accomplished everything when they forgot the, the greatest demon is inside. So how do you wash and get rid of him inside? So both of these then are of immense importance. One is the outer form to be washed and not the significance of water because it can be done with a cup. It's not the amount of water, it's just the symbolism of wetting the hands, the feet and the face, the mouth, the ears, the nose and all of the points that have to be washed with wudu. But then Allah wants the emphasis of the inner wudu. That are you cleaning zikrullahi tatma'ina quloob? That are you cleaning the heart, cleaning the blood and that you know shaitan is running through your blood system. So are you trying to clean that and wudu and wash upon that reality inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Ya Shaykh Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah Sayyidi, digital art, NFTs, crypto is now a huge trend. Is trading or investing in this permissible or is promoting gambling falsehood? Also what to do if it's your career path? You contact us at helpme at nurmuhammad.com because we need help in NFTs and understanding the Bitcoin and crypto market for the future. So anytime there's a modality of investment then you know you use with whatever wisdom you have, you make good money. Whatever you do in life, you buy real estate, they check is real estate halal or haram. Uh, if it's good, it's halal. If you buy inappropriate places and they operate inappropriate businesses, it's haram. So that's, that's obvious. It's not the modality that's important but what, what are you doing with it? So the conveyance of a currency, if a currency becomes digital by the sake of being digital doesn't make it haram. But if you enter into speculation where your life is like a gambling game then you know it's gambling. So there are, there are more firmer coins that are less volatile and even in the future there will be coins that are pegged directly to currencies which are very stable coins. So it depends upon the nature of the investment and, and what, what level of risk are you taking. When your level of risk is inappropriate you've entered into gambling and you know your heart is, is palpitating and that's not an investment anymore and that's like putting on that table and betting on red. That's not an investment that just you're going to either lose it one day or, or gain it one day. So you know everything is with a grain of salt and, and intelligence and, and contemplation inshaAllah. But definitely for the people who are into crypto and NFTs if they can email us so that uh, our people can ask questions and, and to see how, how the charity will be involved in NFTs and, and, and different things that are opening up now inshaAllah. Uh, as Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah. What does the spiritual eye see when the heart is opened? Is it like seeing another dimension, another world? What do we enter? 
You keep meditating until we enter that, inshaAllah. You gotta meditate, connect and at that time otherwise just talking things like that and be like bragging and it's not the tariqah to, to talk about that. But uh, for anyone who would be interested is that your, your heart has a, a vision in the world of light and that to meditate and negate the physical eyes and connect and to enter into an ocean of energy and to see ourselves in that ocean of energy. Visualize ourselves in that ocean of energy and to be dressed by that ocean of energy. And then Allah open khash and openings and, and sort of glimpses of what Allah wants to open. So that heart may begin to have different glimpses of, of, of realities that Allah want to grant them but the training is don't base yourself on that. Sitting there trying to look and oh, I saw this, I saw the shoe was running, it was a red shoe, I saw this was a, 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 a banana was on the road. <laughs> so the mind can go in every type of direction. This is about trying to keep the control of it that I'm visualizing myself in the presence of the shaykh that we're at Rosa Sharif and I'm asking to be dressed by light, that I'm nothing and dress me from light, dress me from light and let that energy to enter into my heart. And then you just keep practicing, practicing and inshaAllah you get it and uh, you begin to feel the energy, inshaAllah. Um, As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi what should we do with the old books and other items from our previous practices? Is it okay to give it to somebody else or should they be destroyed? You give it to a library. But if you had those books and those different things and, and give it all the way to a library. And then they can, they, they're, they're sort of a facility that has a whole bunch of worthless things so they just add that into that too. How do we help our Muslim brothers and sisters who are following the new age ways of becoming life coaches and promoting self-help type understandings? I would imagine just helping ourselves is, is most important. It's just trying to make sure I got it, I'm really deep in it, I'm very strong with it. I'm learning from it and I just keep posting the videos to the different chats, platforms and you know my page, make a page, post the videos to the page and if your friends and, and loved ones are watching that they'll see that, they'll see what you're doing. But most important is that I worry about myself and make sure that I got it because sometimes people are not firm in it and they start to disseminate and before you know it they're arguing and debating and they all lost their own faith in that process. Because they came across somebody probably a little bit more versed especially when you, you know you talk about the, the Muslim community, you get a hold of a couple Wahhabis and you know they're, they're just going to come after you for everything. And this, that, this, this, this and you become so confused by these people because that's the, the process that they want. They want to just confuse people's minds and if you're not versed enough to understand, oh we know that type of dialogue you say. And then you just, you're going to get lost by these people. That's why it's best to build myself, build myself and alhamdulillah with the light that I build inshaAllah you know make that light to dress the people whom we love and, and they'll be blessed by it, inshaAllah.
respected Sheikh, how can we wear the Sufi green turban in the Western countries? Should we wear it in our daily routine to public? Sorry for this question but needed some help. Sure, no we can wear it just for our prayers because it has the blessing that multiplies the blessing during our salah, our prayers. Or when I'm sitting down for meditation on a zikr night, I want to wear my sunnah. Or when I'm praying, I wear my sunnah means the, the prophetic example in the prophetic way then that's important. But throughout the day I wear just a, a kufi and that's to cover my head and it's very similar to Jewish people and Catholic people maybe, I think the Pope wears one, a kufi. And uh, Muslim people should be wearing that and that's the, the sunnah of Sayyidina Muhammad So that, that's important and that's uh, immense for your energy protection. So. You know, you wear your cap, your hat or like a French Pierre guy hat and Babaji wears like a Pierre hat that look like the, the French people. So you can wear anything that covers your head for protection throughout the day. And that's for your energy and to keep the sunnah of Prophet And also that's what makes us and to, to be dressed by that reality, inshaAllah. And the nazar of Prophet upon us and reviving that sunnah in that way inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum With all this talk recently about climate change, should we be doing anything for the environment? Uh, for the environment is always be good to the environment, means we don't litter and we don't uh, you know abuse the earth. But uh, I think more important again is, is to worry about ourselves because the, the environment is, is pretty much going to get rid of most humans. So there's nothing you can do to help it, you, you pray that it does try to help you. Because by environment and the strength of winds and tornadoes and floods and disasters that are going to be coming upon the earth, nothing to stop that. But it's just a good character and all the good things that we try to do that Allah save us from the difficulty of those events and those days that Allah grant for us a shelter through these tornadoes, these hurricanes, these storms and, and the difficulties that come, inshaAllah. But that whole concept of emissions and all of that is, is, is trying to make a false religion. So they're, they're playing a game. They're not doing anything with the emissions, they're not stopping any emissions, they're actually making more emissions. So you know, if you really see them make everything to be electric and they give up their petroleum in industry and they give up their the petroleum understanding, that's one thing. And then they, they stop their airplanes and they, they fly with electric planes and they, they stop all of the big consumption. So the big… the big… Deceit, because we're in the world of deceit, is that the big emissions and the green world was initially identified as corporations, right? That the scientists came out and said that these corporations are throwing all their toxins into the ocean, to the rivers, to the water, they're throwing all their toxins into the air, all the jetliners and so it was all huge corporations that were the, the guilty aspects of contaminating this earth. 
where the corporations turned around and made a whole lobbying entity and turned the whole game around and said, no, you know it's not the corporations, it's these humans. And the corporations made the green industry, the lobbying industry and turned it around that the humans are the problem, not the corporations. It's too many humans, they drive too many cars and their breathing is wasting the air putting out carbons. So the whole science of it changed from corporations being the guilty party to corporations actually no, embracing it, making lobbying groups and said, no it's actually the humans and the humans are, are making these problems on earth and the humans are driving too much on earth. So that was all became a sham. But the real was that they were polluting water, they were polluting rain, they were polluting the streams, the oceans, the air. But do you think a few people are the ones doing that and they have to worry about the contamination? No, they're not the ones causing any problem and they want… they don't want too many people and the fear of uh, Muslim people that they, they have too many children. So they consume too many resources, so the population is too big and they want to take the population to 500 million people but there's no politics in tariqah. what we heard from other people's websites. <laughs> uh, dear Shaykh, yeah. can women wear hats instead of hijab <laughs> in the West? <laughs> yeah, I think the hijab is to cover the hair so that's not the same as the energy for the man and it's to control and to enter the ocean of modesty. So in which the, the hair is not revealed and that the arwa and the appeal of the person is not brought out. It's a protection in the West. Although they don't see it as that, it is a protection because when the servant reaches the ocean of taslim and submission, they begin to understand that Allah has written everything. If Allah wrote the code, and Allah wrote, this one is going to yell at you and this one is going to leave you alone. Allah wrote that, Allah wrote this entire earth, everything that's going to happen to us on every moment of our day and time. If we understand that Allah wrote that and truly begin to believe that, then alhamdulillah Allah has written everything by Divine grace and Divine majesty and, and mercy. When we become tested by our appearance, Allah wrote that, be patient and have sabr, you will be dressed and blessed with an immense blessing. If you don't have any of that just to avoid then you don't… you missed every blessing. Now in, in difficulty and in difficult times Allah will dress the servant by that reality and by means of that dressing they should be safe from every difficulty. So when we traveled, people would… At the, we traveled at the height of, of many different difficult times on this earth and when we traveled people say, well take all this off, take all this off and go like a regular person. So we can't do like that, don't take everything off and travel like we're not a regular person. And every time we went through the airport with our sunnah and our appearance and our canes, Allah wrote for everybody there to help us. 
going to the airport, hello, how are you sir, do, can we, can you work without the crane, cane, do you need to put the cane here, do you need to do like that? And, and many comments, oh are you like an ayatollah, wow what's that beard, how's this beard like this and Allah didn't write them to beat me up in the airport. No, Allah wrote that, no you're gonna go our way and I wrote for you to be good, go, go on your journey in life. So when you understand that your submission, if you're good, your character good, your love is good, Allah wrote for me. And when He wrote this program, He wrote it that I would be blessed and dressed by, by that and be an example of that reality. So that's people's own individual faiths that they have to gain, oh it's going to be dangerous, it's going to be dangerous. It's not dangerous, Allah wrote for you to be safe as a means of that and you don't know how much difficulty has taken away by means of that, that you may not have seen it. And if you thought people were angered by you, that was just Allah's way of giving you a high station. That you're patient, don't worry they can't even come near you and Allah will dress you and bless you. Now if you have bad character you yell and scream and so sometimes you people watch these uh, these uh, YouTubes and different things and you see like these people are political yelling and screaming and, and doing all sorts of you know bad actions and then they're surprised somebody came and gave them a, a, a yelling and a screaming. Well maybe that was Allah teaching you that with that hijab you shouldn't be raising your voice. You should definitely not be involved in politics and you should definitely not be screaming because the symbol of that is taslim. You know like a man with a beard yelling and screaming and a turban and yelling and screaming, Allah may send somebody to slap you because you're not wearing it according to what Allah has designed by it. But when you're an ambassador of that kingdom and your akhlaq and character is good, inshaAllah make everything to be good and peaceful and one of our ambassadors is coming and he makes all creation to take care of them. Do you need any help? Do you need this? Oh would you like something to drink? Do you need any soda? Do you need some water? I've been in airports where things didn't work and immediately you know that Allah sending somebody. Would you like something to sit? Would you like something to drink? Are you okay? Uh, did, did, take, did take care of you? And everyone in the world thinks it's the opposite, oh if you go like this they're gonna hate you. So no, I think I'm pretty good with Allah I don't think people want to come and hate me. So then that becomes a, a symbol of faith and as you do that Allah raises and dresses the servant inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Please forgive my ignorance, um, what can a person who is lazy in doing ibadah, he is inconsistent in ibadah? Your advice please. To do anything, ibadah is many things that give donations if you're lazy, use your fingers. You work, go out and work, uh, go out and serve, find a charity where you can go out and give some food, do some practices. I mean there's so many ways to, to try to be active and, and to, to do things to have a zeal. Do your zikr and, and make your salawats, lots of salawats, spend a few minutes on the couch. If you're just sitting all the time on the couch play some salawats, close your eyes and make your connection. So there's so many things that you know people have to try to do and you don't know which one of them brings Allah's rahmah and mercy. So people whom they work hard but they don't want to really do and they give a lot and they begin to donate, Allah's rahmah and mercy enters into their heart and begin inspiring them with the love and the ishq they make their salah. 
And they say that, oh, we're beginning to feel so much energy, so much Divine Light and because Allah's rida. Because Allah's when God is happy with the servant, He begins to dress them. That dress is what calls them into prayer. So when the azan is going, Hayya Salah, Hayya La Salah and we say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah means that there is no power and there's no help and no power except in Allah. Means I can't even get up to pray if Allah is not calling me. And Allah is not sending me a help to stand up and to go and worship Him. So means we have to do the acts that make Allah say, oh, okay, um, I'm now going to open a mercy for you. You're giving, you're supporting, you're, you're participating, you're, you're trying to make salawats, you're trying to do things so that the Divine pleasure is dressing upon that servant. Then the hawla and quwwa is flowing on them to get up and pray. So alhamdulillah inshaAllah and Allah's system and rahmah and mercy inshaAllah to dress everyone. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzat amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha.